Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Want to join me? Then you're in the right place. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. Um, today, yet again, I am sharing audio from being a guest on the Healthy Wealthy Stylist Podcast. So Shelby Betancourt is a very good friend of mine, and I am on her podcast often, just as she is on this podcast often. Um, and we share each other's audio because I want you to go and listen to her podcast. Again, the Healthy Wealthy Stylist. I've linked it in the show notes um, because we always have amazing conversations conversations one and I really 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 think this conversation is important and it's something that I've been bringing up a lot more on the podcast because today we are talking about debt and we are going very deep into what debt can look like what it means to go into debt for um, you know growing your business um, what it means to have debt for you emotionally, um, debt being good, bad, neutral, all of the things. So if you struggle with um, having debt, getting out of debt, should you go into debt for investments, things like that, this is an amazing, amazing conversation to listen to. Once again, if you enjoy this, please also go check out the Healthy Wealthy Stylist podcast because Shelby has awesome conversations over there just like I do over here um, on this podcast. So Also, do not forget, you can still grab my five ways to find money cheat sheet. Again, December is a tough money month for all of us. So go and grab that. Find ways to put more money back in your pocket without actually working more within your business. Um, This is little things that you can do at home. It's great. And again, don't forget, the little shit matters the most. So if you like this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Um, Post it on the gram. Tag me. Tag Shelby. Go listen to her podcast. Um, All the links are in the show notes. And enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Healthy Wealthy Stylist. 
So today is not going to be a solo episode. I have my friend Misty Jane on the podcast. And if you've been listening to my podcast, like she has been on like at least 12 episodes. Like um, she is very familiar with this podcast and she is a podcast host herself. And we will get into that. Um, I am so excited to talk with her because she is a money coach for hairstylists. And if you know anything about being a hairstylist, sometimes money and numbers can be the worst part of our job. And it's something that I personally have gone through, like a lot of growth, a lot of limiting beliefs around money um, and myself being smart enough and all of the different things. So I'm really excited to have this conversation because if you're anything like me and you like struggle a little bit with money, raising your prices, talking about money, normalizing the conversation around money, Misty is the girl for that. Misty, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hi, how are you, Shelby? I'm good. Um, Misty, I know I hit on some key points, but can you introduce yourself for those who don't know you? Yep. So my name is Misty Jane. I am a money and life coach for hairstylists. Um, I'm also a podcast host, the Cash Confident Stylist podcast. Um, Basically, I help heal your relationship with money. So I used to say I help people get out of debt. You know, I help people get their financial shit together. And I still do all of those things. But the more that I lean into money coaching, the more that I realize that it's so much deeper than just like figuring out where your money is going, getting out of debt and things like that. Um, so I don't have my new tagline quite yet, but. <laughs> I feel like that one's really good though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so so that's pretty much the gist of it. <laughs> so good. Um, so I wanted to bring Misty on here and I wanted to talk about, you know, one, one of the things that came up in uh, one of my masterminds was talking about getting into debt Um and like a good, like a business debt, whether that's good or bad. Um, so I wanted to talk with you, Misty, a little bit about debt and like, you know, I'm opening a salon. I'm like, you know, I'm paying for it as much as I can, but I am going into a little bit, you know, I'm using resources to help me financially get through this as well. So let's talk a little bit about debt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So it's very interesting because this is something that I have kind of been exploring, you know, personally over the last two years. Um, First of all, let's start with debt is not good or bad. Like we grow up thinking that it's bad or good based off of how, uh, you know, how our parents or how people around us looked at debt themselves. So for example, um, when I was in debt, before I got my financial shit together, my mom always taught me that credit cards are king. If you have good credit, you can buy anything. So at that time, I felt like debt was a good thing. And then I realized that it was actually self-sabotaging myself. It wasn't allowing me to get the things that I want out of my life, whatever. So then I was like, okay, debt is bad, right? So then I got out of debt, all of these things. Well, now I'm in a place in my business where I have business debt. And what I realized is that this business debt is allowing me to grow my business. It is allowing me the education. It is allowing me to make more money for my future. So I think that if we let go of the idea, if it's good or bad, and it's just neutral, debt just is what it is. It is a tool like anything else. It is a tool just like money is a tool, you know? Um, And we really dive into the why 
we're going in debt, why we feel bad about having that debt. I used to feel bad about debt when I was just like buying random shit all the time and didn't know where my money was going. But this business that I feel good about this debt, it allowed me to be home with my son in 2020. Um, it allowed me to start my new business. It allowed me to do things that if I wouldn't have done it and I wouldn't have borrowed money, I would not have been able to do. So I think that letting go of the idea of good or bad and also having a, one of my favorite rules of thumb is don't go into debt for something that doesn't bring you more money, right? So like, I think that it's, it's again, like everything else. I know you talk about this a lot on your podcast, but it's a fucking mindset. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that you say that because even with like, I talk, I talk about this a lot with like emotions, like we tie like a a meaning behind Mm -hmm. an emotion. So like sad is bad, you know, sad is weakness. Um, Happy is good. Happy is how I should be all the time. And it's not that at all. So I'm glad that you said that it like the meaning behind it doesn't mean good or bad. It's um, that I think that that's really powerful. I think if like we were to end the podcast, that's like the number one thing that I'd be like, <laughs> <The end>. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll send you our bill. <laughs> right. <laughs> the most important two minutes of your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what do you feel that people most like, I, I mean, you coach um, a lot of stylists around debt and around their money mindset. What do you think is like the most underlining thing? As far as like money in general, a hundred percent on how they grew up, you know, or how, or not even how they grew up of what they've heard. Right. Like even again, you know, you look at like advertisements and things like that, right? Like marketing literally is based around like, you're not good enough. So you need to buy this thing so you can be better. Right. And the same has been with money for so, so, so long. You know, the Dave Ramseys of the world, like, you know, don't go out to eat if you have debt. Like there's so much shame around it. And it, I think that it makes people feel that if they have it, like how many people openly say they have debt? It's very rare, right? People do not talk about it. And it's like, there's so much shame around it that like, if I have it, that especially in a certain like tax bracket or a certain income level. Um, like if I have debt, that something's wrong with me, I did something wrong, you know, um, and, and it's just not true. And it's interesting because I went through this myself when I first started accumulating some business debt, right? It wasn't on purpose at first, you know, it was like, fuck, like I don't have the money. I need the money. I need to get the money. Right. And then it wasn't until I realized that again, this was helping me enhance my business. Now, granted, I personally still want to be out of business debt. That's still a goal of mine. It's just not something that I dwell on. It doesn't make me feel inadequate anymore. And I started listening to podcasts and I started listening to millionaires, billionaires, things like that. Talk about how they don't ever have savings. Like they literally are in debt all the time and they make money off of someone else's money. And And for me, when I first started listening to these things, it blew my mind. I never heard anyone talking about this kind of thing before. I never, I didn't understand it. It made no sense. This is, this is bullshit. I don't get it. And I kept listening to it and kept listening to it. And then I started understanding a little bit more. And I think that we are so programmed to hear what our parents say, you know, the shows that we watch the, I mean, even growing up, I watched like, um, what is, um, what is that show? Um, 
oh my gosh, why can't I think of it? Married with children, right? Like a lower class family, like everything that we put ourselves around shapes how we think about money. And we just think that that is like our life. And that's, you know, I I only know this and this is the only thing that I can do. And I think that that's that's a problem. I think that we need to reach out and we need to start unlearning and relearning and just listening to what other people are doing. Um, And it's going to make a huge difference, not just in your personal life with your finances, but as well as in your business. Because the more you start learning about money and the more that you start learning different ways money can be handled and how it can be used as a tool, the more you can change the conversations that you're having, the people that you're hanging out with, you know, the more you can empower not only yourself, but everyone around you, including your clients, which, you know, is a business builder in itself. Um, I feel like I'm ranting, but I think that answered your question. (laughs) No, it's so good. You know, one of the things that um, happened this week was one of my stylists, she just recently started with me and um, she she rose her prices from her previous salon. It's like a $10 difference. Mm -hmm. Um, And she had a client question her. Her client was like, oh, so now the root touch-up is, I forgot how much it is. Let's just say like for easy numbers, it's 120. Right. And before it was like 110 mm-hmm. and um, she's like, Shelby, can I have your advice on this? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, what do I say? And I was like, well, is your root touch up 120? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, say yes. I was like, then you say yes. And she's like, okay. And I was like, well, let's do the math. I was like, how many grams? And we have salon scale. So mm-hmm. I was like, how many grams do you use in a root touch up? And I like broke it down for her. I was like, okay, so that's, you know, $10 for that root touch up. So, you know, we're going to double that because you have to replenish it. So that's $20 worth of product. So now this is what you're taking home in that two hour gap. I was like, you're taking home this. Are you comfortable with that? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, do you feel more confident behind your price? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, then yes, it's 120. Yeah. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. And um, I was like, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? She's like, I don't know. She like, you know, doesn't want to come in. I was like, are you okay with that? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, what was the difference between, and like, it was literally like, I think it was like a $7 difference. And, right. and I was like, you know, I was like, do you think that you need to discount it $7 for her to come in? And she's like, no. And I was like, do you want a client that's going to complain about $7? And she's like, no. And I was like, there you go. I think a lot of times too, is we put our money beliefs or the things that make us uncomfortable on our clients. So say I, I wasn't there. I don't know how the client asked the question, but if the client just asked because she's curious and we're putting on it, oh my God, she's not going to want to pay it just because she asked, like we're putting, we're projecting our money beliefs on what our, I mean, she could literally just be asking that because she wants to write it down in her, I don't know, people don't have checkbooks anymore, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and we put on it like, oh my God, she's asking because it's too much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but is she though? You know, is she, is it just information that she likes to know? It's like, so I think a lot of times we kind of, again, we, yeah, we project our money beliefs on other people. For example, I know um, when I was behind the chair full time, actually not even when I was in a commission salon, this was a while ago. I remember I had such a hard time charging over $175, such a hard time. Like it was like, anytime I had a ticket that was like 200 bucks, it like, I was so scared to say it. And it was because I didn't want to spend money over $175, right? Like I didn't want to go in a store and spend almost $200 on something. And, And once I realized that, I'm like, these people are happy to come in. 
they're here. They know how much it costs. They, you can, they can look online and see how much it costs. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that that's one of the biggest issues I see with stylists is we project our, our money shit on other people and they have their own money shit. (laughs) (laughs) Or like just the, like, I I've worked with a stylist before. And like, if someone questioned her money, she's like, I don't want to do them anymore. And I'm like, I mean, they're just asking the price. Like, and she's like, no, I just, I just don't like, I just want to fire this client. And I'm like, Hmm. Okay. I was like, that's understandable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I'm just like, do I have the time and space? Is she willing to unpack that? And, you know, this is something that she's going to like come up and like, if this is like, for you who's listening, like, if this is something that you can relate to, simply listening to this podcast is growth. It's that next level for you. Because the, the, when you start questioning things that come up for you that are like triggers, like triggers are treasures is like Mm -hmm. what people say. Um, And the reason why they say that is because like, Oh, it's interesting that I find that hundred anything over $175 is too much. It's like, oh, why do I think that? Who taught me that? And like just kind of like get, you know, curious about it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that has helped me is literally like having a salon scale and seeing exactly how much it is and knowing like what my labor cost is plus my product. So for the longest time up until now, I was just kind of like guessing on my, my product cost. I had like an Excel sheet and like, I was like, okay, Megan, for every full head of highlights, it's $50 worth of product for every half head. It's like, you know, 40 for every partial, it's like 30. And, you know, we were doing our numbers that way, but now that I'm using a salon scale, I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) like, it's It's crazy. Yeah. Like it's not 50. It's, It's more than that. Um, but just having that confidence around it and like I priced kind of like um like the way that they get their receipt it's like this is how much it is plus product cost and like they can see it just like that so they're like oh I wonder like right now with my root touch up I I honestly think that having salon scale is the best thing ever because my root touch up it's like a certain amount plus product so like my root touch up was 120, but now it's like 110 plus product. So some people it's 122, some people it's 135, some yep. people like, and it's like, Hey, if you have like three weeks worth of growth, yeah, you're probably going to pay around 122. But if you have like six or eight weeks worth of growth, yeah, it's going to cost more. Right. Um, you're covering your ass. Yeah, yeah. And you just have like more confidence behind it. Because so when the client does ask, you can be like, oh, this is it. And then they're like, oh, that completely makes sense. Yep. I totally agree. I've been using salon scale since like 2019 on every single client. Like I still to this day, even though I only work one day a week, I use it and I love it for that exact reason. Like, especially with color corrections, like sometimes I'll get a color correction. I'm, I'll see like the four or $500 ticket, but then I'll see that I spent a hundred dollars just in product. And then I don't feel so bad anymore. And I'm like, oh, like it does. It gives you that confidence of like, no, no, no. Like this is how much it's costing me to actually perform it, not including rent, not including like all the other bullshit, you know? So it's like, okay, cool. Like this, this money is, it, it, I don't mind charging it, you know, and I'm covering my ass. I'm making money. Yay. Win-win for everybody. <laughs> so yay yeah. salon scale. <laughs> yeah. Yay salon scale. Yeah. <laughs> um, so being a stylist behind the chair and working with um, stylists who are you know, who struggle with money, what do you think has 
been like an eye opener for you as far as like, I struggle with this and I never realized that other people struggled with this too. Hmm. So there's a lot of things. Something that I've realized recently, and I used to do this, I still have a tendency to find myself like doing it and I have to like coach myself out of it. But when somebody feels like they're out of control with their money, they do one of two things. They either completely avoid it. They don't look at shit, right? They're like, I just don't even want to feel it. Or they try to move it around. So this is something really interesting that I've noticed this year, especially is people will go, okay, I want to get out of debt, but instead of like sitting down and making a plan to get out of the debt you have, they'll start looking ways to move it around. So they'll be like, maybe I'll do debt consolidation. Maybe I will, um, you know, put it on a different credit card. Like, so they're really not actually lowering their debt. They're just feeling like they're doing something without actually doing something that's getting them to their goal. So they're like taking action, but not the right action, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it's yeah. almost like a pat on the back to themselves. Well, I I did this. I moved things. I'm moving money around. So it feels like I'm doing something, but there's no plan still. It's still the same amount of debt. There's still, you know, maybe you're saving an interest, which is great. Great. But it's still a mindset thing, right? Like, Yes, you're saving maybe a hundred dollars in interest. Awesome, but are you still paying it off? Are you still like you're? They're trying to like find ways to cheat the system. When at the end of the day, you just have to do it. <laughs> mm, that's so interesting. Like, and I think I've had conversations around that. Like around, mm-hmm. oh well, yeah, I'm just like gonna move it here, and I'm gonna do this. And I think about like my upbringing, and that totally was what it was like. I had a parent who was very much into credit cards and then mm-hmm. I'm going to put in this credit card and then I'm going to pay for it with this credit card. And then I'm going to like move it here and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to go file for bankruptcy. And like, it's just like yeah. all these things. So, yeah. so it's a lot of work and think what you could be doing in that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what would be your advice for anyone? Okay. So one of the main questions is like, if someone's going to go independent, And this is like where I find that most stylists are like, they start really considering like their money where they're like, okay, I'm working in a commission salon. I'm ready to go a little more independent. Maybe I'm going to get a suite or I want to open my own salon. What is your advice about their, their money? Like, do you think that it's a good idea for them to save up a certain amount? Do you think it's a good idea for them to pull out a loan? Like what would be your advice? I think that it depends on the person. Um, As somebody who went from commission to independent, um, where I I did not go into debt at that time. So that was right after I had gotten out of personal debt and I went into my business completely debt-free. So I saved money. What I learned in in that time was one, how to set a certain percentage out of my paycheck from my commission salon to fund my new business that I was trying to create, right? And then once I created that business, the beaut- the one beautiful thing about not having debt is there's so much more profit, right? Like you're you're eliminating that um that those debt payoff payments, right? So ideally that is like ideal, right? Save the money, get in there debt free. Ideal. For somebody who is like, got to get out, this is like toxic, you know, whatever, um, have a plan, 
you know, know how much a month that you're going to be able to put towards paying it off. Um, know how much you actually need, you know, figure out how much are your products going to cost? How much is your rent going to cost? Like just go in with a plan. It's all about awareness because the problem happens when we just go, I'm going to open this credit card. I'm going to buy whatever the hell I want. You know what I mean? And then you end up waking up in your $50,000 in debt and you don't know where it went. You know, so I think that, um, yes, starting a business debt-free is ideal, but it's not always everyone's case. Um, so have a plan going into it and be okay with that plan. Have it, have it comfortable. Be sure you can still pay yourself. Be sure you can still, you know, have room to, you know, buy a little extra here and there in your business or whatever. Um, so that, that would be my, and you don't have to buy everything all at once. <laughs> mm, that one's really good. Yeah. That, um, that one's a hard one for me. <laughs> It, yes, I can totally relate with that. Like, yeah. With the new salon, I'm like, I keep on, it keeps on coming up where I'm like, how's it going to look? And then I'm like, it's not important. That's not important. How it looks does is not important. What's important is getting in. Or how it feels. <laughs> how it feels. Yes, yeah. that, that's totally important. But like the decor, <laughs> that that will come. I'm right. stressed <laughs> about it. Like even yesterday I was like painting, like painting in my head. Like, I'm like, oh fuck, I should just put like a whole, like, you know, cabinet system in the back and make it like super efficient. And then I was like, no, Shelby, like just, yet. just put your shit in there and see, like play Tetris, mm-hmm. see what fits, see what needs to go, see what needs to be added. Don't fucking worry about it. So Kelly, uh, one of our friends, for those listening, Scissors Make Sense on Instagram, she she told me something awesome that I really liked that she does. And she has like, um, basically she will upgrade something in her salon once a month. So she, I don't know if she like sets a certain amount aside or what, or what. So like if she wants something, she didn't do it all you know, right away. She would like once a month, she would add the thing that she wanted. So like you would have that shelving unit on your list of salon wants. And then once you had the money for it, you would get it. And I was like, I really like that. Cause mm-hmm. I'm one of those, like, I want the first person to walk into my space, it to be a hundred percent perfect. Mm-hmm. And that actually one, the client doesn't really care. They really don't. I mean, as long as it's not a disgusting mess. Um, but you know, it was the perfectionist in me that was, in reality, just kind of like hindering, like, oh my God, everyone's going to think I'm a hot mess if it's not perfect, mm-hmm. which is another story that we have a tendency to tell ourselves that's not true. <laughs> you know, what helps me through that is knowing that the clients like seeing the journey. Yes. Yeah. So it's cool to see new things every time you come into the salon. So yes. I'm like slowly doing that now. Like I got, like I'm buying new ropes and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy new robes in November. And then in October, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy like the eco heads for my salon sink. And mm-hmm. I'm like making it in months. So it's like, oh, we have new eco heads. And like, I'm doing it for my stylist too. Cause right. like them seeing that I'm like putting money into like making things nicer. Um, and like, I know every client who comes in and they're going to wear this like nice robe that has like the maker's loft, like maker's salon, like you know, embroidered and all that kind of stuff. They're going to be like, oh my God, you got new robes. And then next time he's like, oh my God, you got this. Oh, and like, it's cool. I also think that even with like my journey opening a salon, people like seeing the story. They like seeing like how it is. And some people think that they have to be quiet and then they have to do this grand reveal. And it's like, 
people don't really give a shit that much about your grand reveal. But if you take them on the story, they feel like they're a part of it. So then that's what builds the loyalty. That's what builds the, you know, the people who feel like they've been with you since day one. They're so proud of you. It's just all in all better energy um, and it saves you money. So yeah, exactly. It's so true. I I always use the example of there's a restaurant locally here that um when they before they opened, they were just like posting things online, right? Like I would say like probably six months before they opened. Before they ever opened their doors, I wanted to eat there. Like I was like so excited because I just kind of saw, ooh, that looks cool. Oh, look what they're doing there. Oh, look at that. You know what I mean? And it's like, it was so exciting that by the time I went, I was like such a fan and I'd never eaten there. I didn't know if the food was any fucking good, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. Um, you're a manifester. Uh, no, I'm a generator. Okay. I was just wondering because the informer, I'm an informer. Like I'm not a secret person. I don't like to I I like to tell people what I'm trying to do. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay too, which I think is super interesting because people love that. Like, it's not a failure. It's like a, Hey, like my shit doesn't work out sometimes too. So, you know, you're not alone and people need that. What Misty just referred to was, um, human design. She's a manifester. I'm a generator. Um, but with my human design, I'm in my human design. I'm all about community and community building. Yeah. Uh, so to me, it's not informing, it's building a community. Mm, yeah. So that's how it like aligns. Um, if yeah. you're interested in human design, I'm going to link Lindsay means at the bottom. I just had a, um, I'm about to record a podcast with her and she's fucking awesome. Changed my life. <laughs> but, um, so Misty, if you could give anyone like two tips about like money mindset or like two questions to like think about right now, what would it be? What blocks do you have would be number one, you know, and really think about it and they're going to change. You're always going to have some, something, you know, my $175 thing now, that's nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like that's one easy appointment now where, so it's going to change as you go. If you're willing to change them, you have to figure out what it is that's blocking you and you have to figure out why it is that you feel that way. And then you have to figure out how to overcome it. Um, I was actually listening to a podcast this morning about that, where she was talking about um, somebody that does, you know, how like uh, coaches and stuff will put their income online. And um, somebody was saying that she will never, uh, she will, she feels like it's a moral thing not to do that. And she will never be okay with it. You're blocking yourself right there saying that you will never be something right. Like I will never be okay with charging $200. I will never be okay. You know, it, we'll use it as an example in the hair world. Um, oh my God, Misty raised her prices to $150 an hour. Like I would never do that. Okay. You are blocking yourself right there. Why would you never do that? Yeah. What you if, never will. You just put it out there. You never exactly. Will. Exactly. So I think knowing what is blocking you and figuring out how to bring yourself out of it, um, would definitely be honestly like number one and number two. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Cause the, it's just so important, whether it's debt, whether it's, you know, getting your financial shit together in general, um, whether it's knowing where your money is going, like I would say number two is just knowing what you value. And knowing that you should put your money there, 
So I think the biggest problem with people that feel like they are stressed out about money is their money isn't necessarily going to the things that make them happy, or they feel like they can't do things that make them happy until they get a certain amount of money, which is not true. You know, there are ways, there are ways to prioritize things that you value. Um, So I would say get very, very clear on your blocks and get very, very clear on your values. Mm, So good. Um, Nisty, is there anything that you're offering that you want to offer to the audience? Oh my goodness. Let's see. So when is this podcast coming out? (laughs) December. Okay. Um, I would just say head on over to either my podcast. If you like this conversation, I have a lot of them. Um, it's the cash confident stylist podcast, um, or head over to my Instagram at underscore Misty Jane underscore. I have some freebies that I'm working on now. And I have one that is ways, five ways to find money, um, without working more. So you can go grab that hundred percent free. Um, I also have my money beyond the chair course that is about to get revamped. Um, and it is going to live in my LinkedIn bio for a little while. So if you're ready to take the first steps to get your financial shit together, definitely go and grab that. Um, and yeah, and you can DM me. I like to chat too. So, you yeah, know. I always love talking with you and it's funny. My dad listens to all my podcasts and he's like, we need more Misty's in this world. Like Aww. he's such a fan. <laughs> I love that. That makes me happy. <laughs> I knew it would. Well, Misty, (laughs) I appreciate you so much. We dropped so much value in this podcast. And like she said, I'm going to link everything um, in the show notes so you can find Misty. Thank you so much, Misty. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me. And I appreciate you even more. (laughs) And as always, you are what you think you are. Aspire to inspire. And we'll catch you next time. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.